0: Howdy and welcome to the where to hunt podcast the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts today is November 13th 2018 I'm your host Eric Clark and if you're a first-time listener welcome to the show if you're a long-time listener thanks for coming back and if you're kind of new to it hopefully you're liking what's happening here and uh, for all three categories Your reviews and your feedback on iTunes is my oxygen. Uh, That's why and how I keep going and sticking with this. So thank you for those that have contributed to rating and reviewing and providing feedback there. And for those who haven't yet, it sure does mean a lot to me. So thanks. Um, If you go ahead and do that, that'd that'd be great. For today's show we did a live listener call and we got calls in from around the country from pennsylvania connecticut um we had kurt on from the working class bow hunter down in illinois and we got calls from wisconsin also we talked about what it means to be a hunter and why we harvest these animals we talked about the um you know the rut and kind of the fact that it's been a little hiatus and they haven't locked the bucks haven't locked down just yet we've talked about hunting hill country and how you can Use wind to bump bucks out of beds when you're doing deer drives. We covered a lot of ground on this episode, so hopefully you enjoy it. Additionally, um, I did want to mention that Legendary Whitetails is doing a promotion right now where you can get 25 bucks to spend on their website uh, if you simply go to huntonus.com and uh, upload a picture of your hunting license or a screenshot of it. However, you get that um, information to them, whatever works best. And they just give you a $25 gift card. It sounds like that's expiring on 11-21, November 21st. So that's about to be done soon. If you want $25 off of a big item there, that's a pretty cool way to get it. Otherwise you might be able to find something for $25 or less. Wanted to just put that out there because I went ahead and did it, and uh, yeah, I got myself some some pretty neat stuff. So anyway, that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get into the show here. I'm going to uh, kind of tap you guys into the live listener call-in that Kurt and I hosted. I forgot to hit the record button in the very, very beginning, so it's going to pick up in the middle of like probably a sentence or a word, but uh, it's a lot of great content, so here we go.
1: Kind of got on them, and then went in, made my move on them, and it all worked out. And uh, so now I'm done. I'm done killing bucks. <laughs> now I'm done. So, can- so it's one of those things. It's like, speed, I'm happy. I am super thankful for both of the deer. Don't regret either one of them. But it's like being done this early, I kind of don't know what to do with my hands.
0: Like I don't know. Like, like Ricky what, Bobby. I feel like I should be chasing another buck, but I can't no one on. So are you even done gun hunting too? Is your, is your gun season uh, already underway and going there or? It starts this weekend,
1: so this Friday, but I don't gun hunt, so what's nice is I get to I get to bow hunt during gun season if I have a valid firearm tag for that county, and my lease is in a certain county, I have a firearm tag, so I'll, I can bow hunt for a doe, but it's one of those things, I don't know. I might help my dad get on a buck with his bow
0: during gun season if I can. Okay, well, that'd be awesome. It's, it's fun to just kind of hang out. So are you heading, you're heading to deer camp this weekend then?
1: Yeah, we have a lease that's like probably uh it's forty five minutes south of where I live. So my dad lives two hours northwest of where I live, so he comes down and we'll go down and hunt the lease all weekend. I might uh I just got a saddle. So I've never hunted out of it yet. So I might try and get up in that and try and film and kill a
0: deer. Sweet dude. And how's the rest of the working class bow hunter doing?
1: do good we're at we're having a great season uh eric's having a rough season unfortunately but he he did kill a mule deer in nebraska um but hunting in iowa for him has been rough uh doug's been passing bucks left and right bucks that i'm getting snapchats of bucks and i'm like what are you doing shoot that thing man like mid 140s 10 pointers um he had 135 130 inch eight bedded by him for an hour yesterday okay on um, at 20 yards um, he's just not he just is waiting. I mean, he shot a buck last year that had a 17-inch G2, so I can see kind of why he's waiting, but he's got more willpower than me. Uh, Steve shot his first buck, and the rest of the crew, our producer for Carbon, killed a really nice uh, eight-pointer with a split brow last weekend, and then our camera guy, Cameron Tank, shot one last week
0: as well. Wow, man. You guys are cleaning house in the woods.
1: Yeah, what about you, man? What's, what's going on?
0: Man, I don't know. I've been out five times bow hunting, and I've had eyes on more bucks this year than the other year before. But I've not been close enough to even draw back on them. So, but it's exciting because I've deployed some new tactics, and you know, I'm seeing more deer than I've ever seen. More big bucks, more bucks, and so I'm pretty reassured in that I'm at least in the right spot, doing the right things. I just gotta tighten it up a little bit more from where I'm at.
1: Right, right. What do you do? You prefer to gun hunt or bow hunting? What's like? What would you rather pick?
0: Man, years ago I probably preferred gun hunting, and now I'm becoming like pretty borderline obsessed with bow hunting. Um, you know yeah. my my wife. I'm getting an incoming call from Skype, so I have to redirect some people to call in the other not the other line. Uh, oh, that's gonna work. Sorry about that.
1: Oops. I'm trying to see if I can uh, watch anyone that's chatting in, but yeah, I have it up on the desktop. So little-
0: 4122. So the number on the screen, give that number a call. I just went ahead and posted it in there. Um, and then I'll see you hit the queue here. So, little disclaimer doing some new stuff tonight. Um, there might be a little lag from Kurt and I, too. So, we're trying to like talk slowly to each other, not to be all like, you know, romantic or anything, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So someone's still trying to call the phone, old Skype number. Oh, go ahead, bud. Sorry.
1: No, you're right. I'm trying to pull, uh, I'm going to pull the light up on my phone so I can see if there's anything coming through, like, as it comes in. So sounds good.
0: Here we go. So it's screening our next caller right now. Hang on. So when it screens, it's going to ask you for your name And if you want to just say where you're from, that's fine. It might ask you something different than that, but just say um, your name and where you're from. When the system screens you, state your name and where you're from. There we go. All right, so we're going to go ahead and bring in, let's see here, it's processing. Well... If anything, you're going to be entertained. So we got John from Pennsylvania. Bring him. Hey, John, are you there? Hello? Hey, oh, John. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear us?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Loud and clear. Love John.
0: So, John, you're from yeah, Pennsylvania?
2: Yes, so I'm hunting in southeastern Pennsylvania.
0: Sweet. When does your gun season start?
2: Uh and I believe it starts the first Monday after Thanksgiving. So we still have a little ways still little ways to go here. But actually in the in certain like wildlife management units, I think archery is almost done or is already done. But where I am, kind of in the southeastern corner of the state, archery runs like all the way up to I think either next week's the last this week's the last week or I think I should sorry, you can hunt into next week. So we still have a ways to go archery wise
0: and how's your season going so far
2: uh it's going okay i'm taking uh, two does um as far as the buck hunting it's kind of slow um there was one mature buck um on this one farm that i hunt that was for this area was pretty big um he was like five and a half years old and so he was my kind of target buck past year, but unfortunately he got shot by somebody else in mid-October, so there really wasn't anything that I had um, kind of my sights on, just because as far as I knew, there wasn't anything in the area, Um, and uh, the rut didn't start out very well because it had so much rain, Um, so that kind of made it a a major bummer, Um, but I, uh, let's see, I hunted last Monday on a different spot in public land, and it was, you know, kind of raining, like drizzling all day, so didn't really see much. That was in a marsh, um, and then I hunted again Wednesday afternoon, and that was kind of after the this kind of weather front had moved through, um, and things had kind of cleared up, and I did see some running activity there. Um, I had one, it wasn't like a mature buck, but, you know, a decent maybe... Two and a half, maybe three and a half year olds come through. Um, I, the one thing that's funny—I
3: don't know if you guys understand this—but
2: uh, I've been hearing like way more grunting than I'm, I'm used to. Um, like a couple bucks that have come through, I hear him grunting before I even actually see them. Um, so this buck came in from behind me; he was checking out some does. Um, and then the next day, I had a uh, it's like a nice like eight pointer um, come through. I actually just uh, I was downwind of a doe bedding area, pretty good spot set up for like my winds and everything. And there's kind of this funnel that, that the deer come through, and um, some I was set up below like a group of does. That unfortunately I was downwind of them, so they could not uh, wind me. They worked out of their bedding into this kind of hay field, and this other group of does came through. And ended up shooting the biggest doe in there, and then okay. he dropped. Yeah, pretty quickly, and then maybe like 15 minutes later, a uh, this buck comes through and he walks like right, right past her. He's all grunting and he's looking for, um, <clears throat> looking for some ladies. Um, and then he yeah, offered me a shot. I, I thought about it. It was kind of hard not to shoot, particularly knowing that on this particular farm, there's like, you know he's you know might be one of the biggest ones that's left um but um and kind of trying to apply uh some better age structure and stuff i felt like you know i had to stick to my goals of letting him walk so but it was cool because he came through um you know definitely exhibiting typical kind of running behavior and he was he, he got on my ground scent and then kind of got all freaked out i mean i've had a, like a 20 25 yard chip shot at him and then he stayed around um we like, looked, he came probably to, like, seven yards, looked right up at me in the tree, um, but kind of the way I have my stand set, it's, like, um, it's one of these trees that has, like, multiple trunks, so there's, like, a trunk in between me and the deer that I can kind of hide behind a little bit, um, but he, he knew something was off, but he didn't, you know, I almost had, like, two shots at him, basically, but, um, and then I guess, uh, sorry, I'm backtracking now, I'm, Saturday, whatever that was been like November 3rd, I hunted on a really windy day, um, and had a nice bug, probably the same thing a two and a half, three-year-old, um, that I believe I had on camera. He came out um, of uh, a little pack of trees where they bed, um, like this was mid-morning, It's probably like nine or ten, um, and The funny thing about this was the doe came out before him. I've never seen this before where like almost like the doe was leading him. Usually it kind of seems like it's the other way around. But the doe came out and for like 10 15 minutes just kind of kept looking behind her and then eventually he comes out. And I grunted at him to try and get him off of her, but I couldn't, you know, he was mind.
0: Well, you're having a lot of action, man. You got all sorts of fun things to look at when you're out there, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, you know how it is, though. It's like uh, it kind of comes in spurts. Um, yep. But does not Pennsylvania
1: have a four-point restriction?
2: Uh, it depends what area you're in. There's certain management units that have the four-point restriction. Um, okay. Where I am has a has a three-point restriction. Um, but okay. when I hunt, when I hunted Monday last Monday in the marsh, I, I only had like one spike come through the whole time. Um, now that was public too So, but yeah this kind of marsh it's like a micro marsh so it's probably only like 20 or 30 acres um, but it's got good sign and stuff in there but um, yeah uh,
4: it sounds like you're, so on, yeah, you're
2: on
1: the doze just...
2: yeah yeah i definitely had some you know activity and in terms of just road kill and stuff like that um, from what I've seen actually I saw something on Facebook a friend of mine hit one um, so they're definitely, you know, they're moving, um, but that's kind of-
1: <laughs> I love how you gauge the rut on roadkill.
0: That's what I do, man. I love- that's kind of like <laughs> what doing in Illinois and
1: like probably Wisconsin alike. Well, we're seeing a lot of dead does, so it's starting to get, uh, starting to heat up. Like, ah, it's, a, it's unfortunate that that's the way, like, the easy way to tell things are getting heated up, but it is what it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is. And, and now I guess, I mean, I'm not certainly
1: an expert or anybody that, um, kind of, you know,
2: I guess now it's supposed to be coming into, I don't know if they're already in it or whatever kind of quote unquote lockdown. Um, but, uh, I haven't hunted this week yet, so I can't really say, um, I mean, the last mm-hmm. time I hunted was Thursday and I would, I mean, you could say, well, there are cause there's no mature bucks, you know, have not seen a mature one, but it didn't seem like last Wednesday would have been quite the, you know, the, the lockdown period. So I'll be out later this week. Um, you know we got actually some really cold weather coming through usually doesn't in my area cuz i'm pretty unlike I'm west of philadelphia so i'm kind of the southern and um we don't even mm-hmm. get like that that cold weather usually before thanksgiving and we've got a snowstorm coming in um so hopefully that'll help some uh but some other parts of the state like some guys were
0: you know like last week had snow like up in the mountains and stuff we had a little bit of snow here yeah, in Wisconsin, uh, in Illinois, but not much.
1: We got a little last week in Illinois. Um, I, I shot a buck on my buck on the fourth. I think now uh, a couple of my friends shot some good deer last weekend. But I think now in our area, the bucks are just starting to go into their little lockdown phase. And then I think a few days, four or five days, and then I think you're going to see bucks up again. So it's going to time right, right in line with our firearm season in Illinois, which a lot of bow hunters probably aren't going to be excited about uh, when the Orange okay. Army goes out and uh, <laughs> lays down the wall, but it's set uh, up deer hunting. So
3: Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, some people say,
2: everyone has their opinion. There's a bunch of, kind of theories out there. Some people say that, like, this is kind of the, the second phase of the rut where, like, they're coming off, you know, the, I guess if the rut's a bell curve or whatever, and you're kind of coming down from that time when all the majority of those are, have been bred. Then, if they mature bucks or whatever, big guys really start, you know, moving because they're trying to find. It's harder to find a doe now. Um, so, how to actually, you know, hunt that? I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, obviously, the good thing in most places I'm going is there are good, um, you know, it's pretty good doe bedding and it's pretty defined. Um, and on the one farm that I hunt, actually, I'm seeing all this action. The does like are up and moving, like pretty pretty early like sometimes mm-hmm. you know maybe i'm trying to think what time gets dark hunting is going around 525 out here so you know they're like 330 they're moving um so hmm. yep. you know if somebody's coming through they could you know in terms of a deer they
0: know that so well hey john i'm gonna not to kick you off i'm gonna get to the next caller we got someone else waiting Yeah,
2: yeah you gotta get to the next time. To, for stay tuned on. in though bud thanks for the call out so out much
0: yeah, you too, Good buddy. Block. To you. Kill one. Good luck, man.
2: All right, bye, bye.
0: Hey, Douglas, can you hear can you hear us? Okay.
4: I can't.
0: Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for calling. You bet. So, uh, what's up, Doug? Kind of I think I know man, you to uh,
4: <laughs> Can you hear me now?
0: Yep. 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 We can hear you.
4: I was curious if you had any advice on uh hunting the late rut. Seems like we've kinda had a slow trickle rut in our part of Illinois right now. Just before gun season. Doug, I gotta ask and, where you're uh, from, sir. I think sound familiar. I'm actually from originally from Illinois, currently living in Michigan. But I hunt in Illinois. <laughs>
1: Man, this guy's no good, I think, but we'll keep him on the line. I think (laughs) what's going on, Doug, thanks for calling, dude. Kurt,
4: come on now. Play nice. I was just curious if you had any advice on uh, hunting the the later stage of the the rut, little late rut.
0: I think Kurt's got to have to answer this one because he's got – a couple bucks down already so i'm gonna defer well i think we're lagging pretty
1: hard which is funny uh hunting the late rut i would say i mean depends what you're hunting doug i know you so i know you're after the big boys i would uh i would play the smart game man and and hammer after your does because any does you got going that are trickling into estrus are going to be attracting the big boys
4: that's kind of the game plan we've been uh chasing the dough hard but it seems like uh we had a slow rut well last week, yeah i think it comes in spurts
1: man like yep personally like the I last think, color you, know, you might three that are going to be hot 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 and that's when you're going to see a lot of that chasing and then i think it'll lull out if you will and then i think once other another dough will go into estrus you'll start seeing peak chasing also depends exactly where you're at whatever. but um like last year i didn't see really any hard chasing in november and the most rut action i saw was december 5th through like the 12th that was when i saw the most bucks chasing does and i think it's just that frame of when that individual doe goes into peak estrus and really just gets the boys hot after him.
0: So Doug, where where are you going?
4: We ought to be hitting about right.
0: I was gonna say, where are you going, and what are you taking for the gun opener?
4: Uh, we'll be heading down to Illinois, West Central. All right. And uh, we be we were down there last week for archery. It just seemed like a slow trickle rut. Saw a lot of small bucks chasing, very few big boys on their feet way too early for the lockdown but uh hopefully we're hitting it good for the gun season here this coming weekend
0: yeah should be one of the more exciting gun seasons
1: yeah i think by the time you get back down here doug that i think it's going to be hot i think in illinois a ton of deer are going to hit the dirt this week a ton of big boys just the way it uh kind of the way it's tapering in the rut here in illinois like my buck on the fourth wasn't even thinking about cruising or chasing the doe he was doing his own thing at his own leisure and normally that fourth through like the eighth time frame you expect bucks to be like cruising hard for a doe or chasing a doe and this guy just he was on his own i watched him walk in from 50 60 55 60 yards to 17 yards where i shot him and it took him 20 minutes
5: wow
0: That'd have been. Thank you
4: very much. Hopefully, we'll uh, be able to fill those tags this weekend then.
0: Yeah, thanks for calling in, Doug. Thanks, Doug. You bet. Thank you. You have a good night. You as well. So, let me see here. There he is. (laughs) So, you know, Doug, huh? He
1: just wasn't playing along with me at all.
0: You don't want to let on, huh? Trying to see. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was actually Doug. So I'm just trying to get him out there. Drop. Drop call. There we go. Cool. So that's good advice. And so it's interesting. It sounds like, um, my dad was out the last this whole last week he had off of work and he was reporting similar activity to whatever else is reporting across different parts of the state or the country which is fascinating um you know the one day my dad saw a whole bunch right and then the next day just nothing and nothing and nothing again and very little movement and the ones he saw the first day he was out like earlier this week on um like was it or this last week and i should say you said it was like, you know, all sorts of activity just too far away. And then just the rest of a couple of days leading up to now, there's just nothing.
1: Well, I think personally, I think a lot of people go into the rotation of thinking every day I hunt, I'm going to see deer running up and down the ridges, chasing does, and it's going to be chaos the entire time. And I think sometimes that can happen if you hit it just right and you're in the right spots. and yep. All of everything aligns. But in my experience, I don't ever really see that. I see some deer chasing here and there, but I might go two, three days out of a five-day hunt, and it's just bone, just bone cold, just nothing, just slow, not seeing anything. It feel you get kind of irritated because you it feels perfect out. You feel like you should be seeing bucks run by, and I just don't I think in normal spots that's how it is. Um, I didn't get to hunt like into what I consider the peak chasing rut this year because i bucked out but it's i never had like a four-day span where i'm like this is nuts deer running all over i'm gonna (laughs) i have 100 opportunities a day and i think that's what kind of online and hunting videos make it seem like it should be
0: it can be if you hit it right but that's rare we got another caller coming in it looks like he might know you d rock topic kurt dyer so here he comes (laughs) Hey, D-Rock, welcome to the show. You're live.
3: Hey, what's going on?
0: Where are up, you from?
1: You got... What do you know?
3: What up? Yo, is uh, is Kurt on right now or what?
1: I don't know, he might not be able to hear me.
3: No, I hear you. You hear me all right?
0: Yeah, yeah, we got you.
3: Cool, cool. What are you guys talking about right now?
0: We're uh, trying to fix it. First of all, where, yeah, where are you from? Where are you from, man? Uh, Connecticut, East Connecticut, Coast. sweet. And so, where are you going yeah, for your water, gun opener? What they call it. And what do you what do you bring in? What kind of gun are you shooting?
3: My gun opener. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be shooting, shooting my bow during gun season. Actually. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're
0: pulling bow hunters in here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> What's that? So we're pulling bow
1: hunters in here.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. No, I, I actually picked up a new uh T C muzzle loader. I I'm, I'm dying to use it but uh, opening days tomorrow for C T. Oh wow. And I was actually gonna Yeah, I was actually gonna um take a break from it because the, the woods is usually chaotic and it's usually popping. It's like walking into the club out here on the east coast, you know?
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. It'd be It'd be popping out there for I sure.
3: Love <laughs> 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 yeah. But lo and behold, I, I, I definitely enlist in the Orange Army on the walk into the tree, and then as soon as I get to my tree, I just climb up and take that vest off, you know.
0: <laughs> you taking the blaze off when there's uh, all those guns in the woods? I don't know about that.
3: Once I'm up in the tree I do, yeah. Well, Oof. What, my plan is we're gonna be
1: bow hunting during gun well I'm I'm not. My dad is, but I might be filming him. The plan is big pinch on our lease. And the plan is to, to get in there and sit with our bows uh, to the point where every deer that's got to go through there is going to come by us because I know the neighbors all around us are going to be doing deer drives. So we're going to use that to our advantage with the bow.
3: Oh, that's smart. Yeah, that sounds like a solid game plan. So where are you guys based Kurt, out of?
0: Kurt's in Illinois. I'm in Wisconsin. We're just trying to decide who's going to answer because of the leg
3: yeah i I know my where my boy kurt resides but the wisconsin that's what's up i definitely always wanted to go out there and hunt that
0: it's fun man we got we got a lot of big bucks in our state um at least to my knowledge And, and we have uh what's called the wisconsin rut report which is a facebook page it's a private group and man the envy i have for the guys and gals that are posting that right now holy shit I mean, they're out there, that's for sure, um, but I'm a huge public land hunter, so I'll be on public property this Saturday with my Remington .30-06 700 bolt action ready to go. I'm excited for it, because all the bucks that I've seen this season with my bow would have been dead bucks if I had my gun. They're all just too far away, but now with my gun, so <laughs> hopefully I get some luck and some opportunity. I hear bend- that.
3: Right, right. That's I don't cool. have that feeling uh, anymore,
0: man. <laughs>
1: I don't get after him. let get
3: more. I hear you on that, Kurt. I mean, it's just one of those things, you know, you just, like you said it best, you know, you get into this rabbit hole of archery. You just, you, you build this intimate relationship with not only just the, the deer game, but the woods itself is just to get in that yeah. close. But at the same time, I can relate, um, not getting close enough, you know, cause I'm finding out the hard way. This is definitely, uh, one of the hardest seasons I've ever had to go through. So, I definitely could relate there. Those
1: are important seasons, though, man. The 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 hard, tough ones that don't go right are the most important. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yo! Yeah, I just want to say, uh, good looking on that shout out on the last that last episode you put up. No, that was oh, hell yeah,
1: really cool to hear. D Rocks from the East Coast Hunting Podcast, Eric. Oh, rock so, on. Yeah, cool man. You. Shout out to us,
0: bowhunter man.
3: Yeah, we just spread the love, man. It's like a big brotherhood, you know.
0: Oh yeah, welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast What's out of Wisconsin. <laughs> Thanks,
3: That's man. great, man. Gotta Thanks for the a call. Triangle going here. Yeah, no doubt.
0: Podcast really well, weird right now. Things are getting weird. Yeah, it's getting weird. <laughs> we can we can tell. We got working class bowhunter on here. It's already weird. Uh that dude, it gets high, I'm pretty weird, but if Steve was here, it'd be way more weird. He adds an element of weird that man, I don't know how he conjures that shit up. It it he comes from a it comes from a weird place with him, right? Like <laughs> his mind goes off. Yeah, that's him, that's him. I love it. I love it. It's not I'd a
1: place. Any, yeah.
3: If I think that's any places where he conjures those thoughts, it's probably his belly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. I don't know. He thinks different, man. The, the way we think, <laughs> he doesn't think that way. He thinks about like I can't even
0: if that. Or he just you know, says it. Like yeah, I, I might think them. that way, but you know, I got I got a pretty good filter built in most days. His filter's broken. That's probably a good thing for him. That's how he rolls.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's either broken or it's clogged up. He hasn't changed it in a while.
1: <laughs> I don't. I think he got one bad from the from the factory. It just was bad from the manufacturer right out of the gate.
3: <laughs> it's it's a recall. <laughs> well, dude, you should.
0: You should tag your uh, you should put your um, your a link to your podcast or your, your page in the comment section so others can find you if you got some good content I'd, I'd love to check it out I haven't heard of you up until right now so that's freaking great
3: uh, yeah I mean uh, I'm just calling in to talk to my boy Kurt, and I, I saw him promoting your show just thought I'd call in real quick and uh, check it out see what it's about and uh, I don't want to step on on anyone's toes. so no no uh, we're happy to have you, you know? yeah yeah no I appreciate that. Just check us out on, on uh i iTunes is probably the most relative uh place to find any podcast right now and check us out East Coast Bow Podcast and I mean I I'll leave the rest to uh to mystery, you know. Like I said, working class bow hunters on fire and I'm I'm working class soldier for sure. So
0: working class soldier, um, hell yeah, thanks
3: brother. Yeah, man. If it if it wasn't for them, East Coast wouldn't wouldn't even be up and running right now for the most part, you know?
0: That's super that, cool. That's super cool. Well, good luck, so, man. Like good that, luck with the bow on the woods. That's it. good for you.
1: You got a that. buck in your future deer rock. If I had Doug here to make a miss Cleo prediction for you, I think he'd say next two weeks, you're going to have one down with a bow.
3: I appreciate that, man. I, I have been, been aching, uh, pet that, that cookie duster real quick, just to get a little smidgen of luck because, uh, I mean, you know, you know, most of all, this first year is hard year, and I have shot two, lost two, and it's one of those things, you know. The more you hunt, the more more experience you're gonna go through, especially with a ball.
1: Yep. Yeah, man, that's part uh, of it. You gotta have clothes and that's what make the high so much sweeter.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Couldn't that's couldn't why people better. get
1: like and kill a buck, and it happens the way you want it. That's why people get emotional. I think it's hard for like people who don't hunt to understand that, but it's uh. You know, like in those situations, is we have nothing but pure respect for an animal. We're not going out there and disrespecting an animal and killing them. It's a respect for the animal, and I think that's like animal hunters fail to recognize that we care about these animals more than they ever will, and they just don't get it. So, it's just
3: yeah, it's, smarter, it's one of those man. things. Exactly. I mean, you commit yourself so much, even the. Just a blood trail, tracking it for over, over 400, sometimes 500 yards because you don't want to lose that animal or, or leave, leave them out there maimed. Um, for for yep. just a little bit of, you know, 40 yards away, it goes a long way. And just a little bit of mistake could, could be like inches to the point that you just don't, don't want to see them suffer. And at the same time, you're trying to make the most ethical shot and, and trying, trying to harvest this is king of the woods so to speak and, and it's mm-hmm. just unreal unreal the, the intimacy you build with the woods especially white
1: cow yeah that's why it's i so, get so upset when that like, guy built like if you grow up on a property and you lose a hunting property it's like a it's like a super emotional thing because uh, a lot of people is. grow up on farms and lose them to i don't know it being sold or leased out or whatever or cleared off for more farm ground or pasture land um it's it's a pretty upsetting thing. Um, I've lost my ground I grew up on and
0: I cried like a baby for like four days.
3: I hate you, man. What about you, Eric?
0: Uh, so I, I grew up on public land with my dad and just deer hunting itself just means so much to me for that reason alone. And we, you know, I cut my teeth in what's called the Nicolay national forest in Northern Wisconsin. And it's funny that I stuck with it because I didn't see a deer for my first couple of years hunting. It was, frigid cold negative 15 like i sound like you know a grandpa right like i had to walk it was uphill both ways in the woods and it was treacherous but i i fell in love with the big woods first i think and then deer hunting followed and i've just been getting deeper and deeper and deeper into it every single year thereafter and my my love for bow hunting is just exploded in the last probably three years more so than the last 10 combined um and you're right about killing one of these animals, man. It's it's a special thing that non hunters mm-hmm. th- fundamentally can't understand it and it's fundamentally difficult to explain because it's not something you can explain because it's raw emotion that you feel and experience and until you literally experience what that's like, there's no there's no point trying to explain to someone. It's crazy, man. Right.
3: Exactly. exactly. Shit hits the fan. Who are you gonna run to? Are you gonna go to your anti hunter or your hunter that's got the experience <laughs> You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's true.
1: It brings out some sort of like primal
0: uh,
1: emotion and instinct in a way. If you think about it, Um, like how you react after you shoot a deer, why do you come unglued like the way you do? Because that doesn't compare to anything else in this world. You know, maybe some crazy adrenaline rush, like jumping off a plane. Like that's still that primal, like adrenaline rush. It's like, it comes over you a different way when you shoot an animal with a bow or with a gun, um, for me, just with a bow, it's like it brings something out of out of you that's like embedded into your DNA. It's yeah, a it weird is. thing to, and people don't get it if they've never done it.
3: Uh, I totally agree. It's definitely a blueprint in our bloodstream that you just stop thinking and and it turns into 100% doing and feeling. And especially, you know, the more you're out there, that that's where you gain the experience and. And then the, the yep. actual natural reaction that you get, it just, it's pretty surreal, man. You, it, I feel, personally, I feel like I come to life and I'm finally me. You know what I mean? Where, yep. Whereas society, is, is, this day and age is very different, and, and it's hard to for others to accept it. And it shouldn't even be that way in the sense of, like, especially out here at the East Coast, sometimes I feel like I'm in the wrong area or the wrong land because you get judged so harshly out here but at the same time am i in the wrong area maybe i'm here for a reason to spread that knowledge or help spread that knowledge and and get people that are more timid and don't necessarily and they're they're so worried about being judged just to give them that nudge and that little bit of courage to get out there and get in the woods and start doing what they really want to do their curiosity fill their curiosity and, and get them you know on the same level
1: yeah, for sure. That's a good way to put that, you know, and that, that's a way like when I was younger, I got attacked by like anti hunters, like people who just didn't understand it. And like my first reaction is like, get mad at it. Like they get angry because you got to defend right. what you love. Yep. And right. so, there is always a little bit of that there, but there's some people you'll never teach them how or talk them into your side of things because they're so far out that you're never going to reel them in. But if you can make the effort to say like, Hey, I know you are going to sit here and label me as a killer, and all this shit that's just so, it's just, I mean, yeah, we're killing deer, but we're not killing them for the
0: joy of just killing things like that's Dude, there's, there's a politician, there's a, there's a politician here in Wisconsin, Baldwin, and uh, not to get political (laughs) and maybe I'll get into some interesting spots here now that I'm talking and saying it out loud, but you know, this woman is the most, one of the most anti hunters I've ever read about. And she literally referred to, you know, hunters as, I might. I'm gonna paraphrase here, so I, I won't quote it verbatim, but something along the lines of like, you know, recreational killers and murderers. I'm like, w- in what freaking world, lady? You got to be kidding me. That's not who we are as people. Like that's that's ridiculous. So a politician and politician from Wisconsin. Yeah, Duval. You know, one side of the you know, the the left side of the, scary <laughs> the spectrum. Of,
3: you know, position of so called power, and it's scary to even think of. How how well educated someone can be and yep. still be as ignorant as the next person, you
0: know? Yeah, it's yeah. sad. It's it's as interesting. But man, that's just not who we are. And, and conservationists and hunters, we we do more for for any animal than. Someone that just loves them to death does, and we love them just as much. Like Kurt said, you know, that's why we we don't give up when we we track them and we try to take only ethical shots and we practice all year round to make sure that that's the case. Don't get me wrong; there's bad eggs in everything and bad actors that can ruin the whole thing, and that's sad. But that is not the majority. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh,
1: there's there's a ton of ways to look, there's a ton of ways to look at this. Like people might look at me and say that guy drinks beer and cusses on his podcast and this and this to be a poor representation of like what a hunter should be. But i I'm just being <laughs> as real as I can. But if you give me someone that is willing to let me explain how I bow hunt and how I care for these animals and how much time I put in studying and trying to kill deer and how much I care about them and just the overall love, because it's not caring for one deer as an individual. And I, Steve Rinello put this out. It's caring for deer in general is what really matters because you can break it down to the individual, but caring for deer as a whole is the most important thing. But if I get, if I can get someone to just listen to me and explain to them why I love hunting so much, how I do it, the time I put in, why I do it, the food I make out of it, why I like to eat it, why it's better for you than um, mass produced farming, like slaughter uh, slaughter cattle. (laughs) And if I can have the time and explain that to someone, I can really get them to be like, wow, I never really realized all this because I never thought about it. And I think that's the big thing with what we do is people don't, it's not a, even on, on people's radar to so where if you can get them to think about it a little bit, they're like, oh, that does make a ton of sense. Like, If I'm going to eat meat, why would I not rather have it be killed ethically and it was just doing its own thing before it died, and then now you take it and put it on your table and it's lean, healthy meat that hasn't been handled by hundreds of people from the farm to wherever slaughtered and packaged and put on the shelf at the Walmart.
0: Right. And at least it had a chance to live. It like back. it didn't live to die. It, it lived a life, right? A natural life.
3: Yeah. Exactly. I couldn't put it better. Exactly. You bring up, bring up a really good point, Kurt, because I mean, for every, uh, not even just any hunter out there, just every person out there, think about this for a moment. You, you buy meat from the store. That was from a slaughterhouse. And that poor animal was tortured, confined, and shot up with all different kinds of antibodies just because they're in filth. And before they mm-hmm. die, they're in the highest stress ever, whereas a hunter harvests and contributes to continue to harvest to the happiest animal in the world. You know, it's living its life, it's doing its daily routine, doesn't see anything coming, and then boom, it's time to, yep. to join the circle of life. You know what I mean? That's something I think. Yeah,
0: all part of it. Oh yeah, man! Dude, thanks for the call. I'm I'm happy to learn about a new podcast tonight. I'm gonna go on iTunes and subscribe oh, yeah. when we're
3: done. Yeah, you well, rock, and the boys them. are awesome, man. Yeah, shout out to uh, Trevor and Ryan. You know they helped me out on the East Coast, and uh, again, East Coast Bowhunter Podcasts. And keep on listening. If you ain't listening to us, listen to Working Class Bowhunter Podcasts. If you ain't listening to us, listen to Eric in Wisconsin. Shout out to everyone out there doing doing the deed. And spreading the knowledge. Thanks for having me on. Fellas.
0: Oh yeah, thanks, thanks for calling. We'll catch you later. All right, peace out. D-Rock's the man. What a cool guy! I'm happy. Dude, we're hearing from people around the freaking gotcha. around the country.
1: Dude, you know what's crazy
0: about him is
1: he was a listener to our podcast and would write us in. And we just emailed him back and forth, got to know D-Rock. And then we at the Iowa Deer Classic in Des Moines, Iowa, he's, he was born there. But he's from Connecticut right now. He flew to Des Moines to hang out with us at the Iowa Deer Classic, and we all became, like, best friends. And he was here. We filmed the Carbon TV episode in our studio here. Yep. Podcasted with us a bunch of times. And then uh, him and the boys from Connecticut Bowhunting started that, that podcast out on the East Coast. So he's just one of the best people on the planet. and. He's just his own person, and he, he's the absolute greatest, man. He, he, uh, I guarantee it now he will listen to all your podcasts, and he will write you after each one about what he thought about this and this and this, and
0: he'll just love him, I promise. It's pretty dope, man. I could use all the support I can get so, and feedback and all of that stuff. <laughs> man, that's wild. Yeah, he, he really is like a true good human being. How's the, how's the Carbon TV stuff going for you guys? Dude, it's going great, man. I was super nervous about it, honestly, like at
1: first, but um, it's going good. Uh, we partnered up with Combination Creative, uh, my buddy Jordan Johnson. He runs that. It's like a media, marketing, film production. He'll film, he'll produce, he'll edit, do anything you need. And uh, he really just – he kind of joined the working class bow team. He is on our team now. I consider him a full member, and he just uh, – he's been killing it with putting the videos out, and it's been a blast. Um, yeah, pretty good that, intro, that intro you guys have is awesome. Slow. Thanks, man. Oh, it's going good. A little different, a little nerve-wracking, but you got to throw that in the mix.
0: Right, you got to you got to keep trudging uh, through new ground like we're doing tonight. And, you know, obviously, it, you're not going to get anywhere by staying complacent and comfortable. You got to keep moving on and progressing and getting better, trying new things or whatever. Yeah, people exactly. what they want. For sure. Definitely. Well, so we got a couple yeah, callers yeah. so far. It, Hell yeah.
1: Yeah. I figured more people from Wisconsin be in, but it's kind of cool to get some people that are, are out of state, you know, it's a it's, it adds that dynamic of different people in different areas um, because what's happening here, we're not really that far apart, you know, probably four or five hours at the most. Yeah. If you think about it. So we we could be kind of experiencing the same thing but someone way out east in Connecticut or Pennsylvania might have something completely different going on.
0: Yeah, it is fun to see, I don't know, or at least here and get, you know, I get pretty focused on just Wisconsin and almost all of my content tends to be that way. And I forget that there's a whole other world out there of hunters experiencing different types of climates. Like, you know, when DRock just said that, um, that he like had a really hard time with um you know anti-hunters and in, in his part of the world and you said the same thing but growing up as a kid like i didn't have that experience you know i don't really deal with that a whole lot um you know it's like Everybody gun opener here
1: Tyson's down for the cause i think
0: yeah by and large man it's except the for the freaking politician right
1: <laughs> that's so weird to me cuz my dad was born and raised in wisconsin and i have like a uh, a love for wisconsin and the people there because everyone from Wisconsin is proud to be from Wisconsin. Is so pumped about all their sports teams. Um, like there's a ton of hunters. They all love hunting in Wisconsin. Um, HHA, one of our sponsors of working class bow hunter is based out of Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin. And, uh, it's just an awesome place. And it just doesn't seem like it would like put out politicians that are anti-hunting. I mean, Illinois has Chicago. so like that must, you got to
0: see where I'm looking at it from. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know. There's a there's a couple of them, I suppose, but we just we know we went went through all that election <laughs> stuff, so I don't want to get into that cuz I'll get I'll get real fired up and and that's probably not healthy for me and my blood pressure. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't want to think about that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be going into the deer woods with a gun after, you know, all that whatever, thinking all that crap. Do you see the the you betcha guy uh, that that makes the videos on Facebook? He talked about the the bushel of bush lattes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, what do you say? Uh, just a thirty rack of bush light should be uh, referred to as a bushel.
0: Yep. And then uh, you know I saw I think, some I stuff got, on said that tip about four hundred times. Dude, it's it's freaking hilarious, and there's like some some. Uh, I thought Bush literally the brand, the actual like brand said they were going to change the label to Bush Latte. And I'm like, that has to be because of the working class bow hunter. Like, I feel like you guys really kind of, you know, I, don't
1: <laughs> I can't say that we are responsible for that. Cause I don't know, but I know we've done it. We've been doing our podcast for four years and we started saying Bush Latte, like just to be just, just to be funny. And it kind of stuck, and then everyone started tagging Bush Lattes like and tagging us. So I don't know if there's probably a thousand people out there that did it, but it was it's cool that a bunch of our listeners tagged us saying like, "You guys should like get them for money." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna try and get money out of Bush Light. If they can send me free beer, that'd be kind of cool."
0: Yeah, that's like but, money, uh, basically. That didn't happen. It's probably better than money.
1: Yeah, if you calculate how much Bush Light, how many bushels we have bought over the last four years of podcasting, it's uh. <laughs> <laughs> painful i bet if you calculated it
0: it's hilarious we got a 262 calling in right now so that's got to be a wisconsin number if i'm not mistaken we'll see uh who it is here it's processing the the audio screen we got let's see here you want to talk about apple pie <laughs> hey nathan welcome to the show you're live where are you from
5: i'm from mexico
0: Oh, come on, Jeff.
5: I'm hunting great big bucks.
0: (laughs) What are you calling yourself Nathan for?
5: I hunt over bait piles.
0: Yeah, you're hunting the chupacabra if you're in Mexico.
5: The chupacabra? We're tight like that. Don't tell anybody, though.
0: (laughs) Next thing you know, you're hunting Sasquatch. uh,
5: They make deer nocturnal.
1: So are you hunting them at night, or what's the plan there?
5: That's the only way. you got to use a great big spotlight, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I heard. That's the best way to do it.
5: That's what they do in Illinois. That's what I've been reading online. Yeah,
1: not in my area, not my school. Someone just posted from February to March.
0: Someone just posted some trail cam pictures of some guys uh, at night with some guns out, saying some pictures of some uh, poachers. I think it was Shark Farmer down in Illinois. Uh, I think he's got a podcast.
5: That's good. Yeah. Okay. it's good to connect with you. What's that? It's good to connect with you. This is Jeff Genki from The Beast. How are you?
1: Good. How are you, man?
5: Good. Looks like you're having some uh, success this season.
1: Yeah, man. I'm pretty
5: fortunate.
0: I'm pretty pumped about it.
5: Yeah, it's been a good year. Eric, where are you heading out this year?
0: Going to uh, Grant we'll County
5: yeah you've been seeing a lot of stuff
0: not out there i haven't been out there yet but we we hunt a state park in that area and uh it's virgin woods they don't open it up for bow until this week so it's been you know for anybody that's hunted this week maybe but that's about it so up until this week it's been virgin to hunters but there's also a lot of hikers and recreational outdoor people so the deer i think in that park are used to people not used to hunters and then we come in and blaze orange and we're going to shoot the place up. So looking like it's yeah. going to be, you know, with the, based on the rut activity I've been hearing about from calls around the country today. And, uh, you know, people just being in the woods and such, I think we might be in a, I don't want to get too excited, but I'm pretty freaking excited. You mm-hmm. know, gun, gun, so traditional, like, it's such a fun time. It, there's so much camaraderie and, and heritage. Yeah. What's
5: that? Yeah. I tell you, I, uh, They're getting going though. Last weekend I shot that buck in Minnesota and that was the second weekend of their firearm season and the bucks were on their feet cruising around like crazy. It had snowed and the next morning when I went back to go get my tree uh, tree stand and gear that I left the night before, there was fresh scrapes in the snow like crazy. So they were pounding anything that was covered in snow and pawing it out and laying all that fresh new sign down. So they're definitely on their feet. In the Midwest,
0: hell yeah, yeah. I saw you go live, and I was I was at a wedding. Movie? Sorry, Kurt. Sorry, <laughs> a little lag. Go ahead, man. No, I'm good. I was just gonna say that I saw I saw Jeff. I saw you go live. I was at a wedding, and we were just getting ready for all that wedding stuff to start. And I was like, you know, my wife's like, "What are you doing? Who's what is what's on your phone?" I'm like, "It's Jeff. He got a buck." <laughs> I'm at a wedding. You know, I was super stoked for you, man. So congratulations. Yeah,
5: that was, well, thanks. That was pretty funny because I had sat the top of a leeward side hill the weekend before and I noticed some really good stuff cruising the bottom third of that hillside in the afternoon, which kind of goes against a whole lot of like the education side that we talk about. Usually that cruising should be at the top half or the top third that time of the day. Usually that cruising will be down at that bottom third. And my gut told me, I said, I got to be down lower. So I took my portable climber, went to the bottom third. And this was probably around 3 o'clock. I got an elite start. Got set up at height, looked around, and I just, my gut kept telling me, I'm like, I got to be in a tree about 40 yards to the east on this ridge. You know, the elevation was right, but I just had, I couldn't sit there. It was driving me nuts. So I got down and moved over, just made that slight micro adjustment, got halfway up the tree again. And I look over to the the hillside adjacent, the wind blowing, blowing side. And here comes a basket rack six pointer, which goes right along with that thing where I've been preaching that the bucks will cruise wind blowing hillsides because they know the does are there. Which he came right out of a wind blowing hillside, came down, hooked around that bottom third, saw me, didn't know what I was because I was halfway up the tree kind of hugging it to keep my profile down. So he let go of that idea and he came up to about 20 yards and just stood in front of me eating buckthorn. That's the only <laughs> green food source around now. And then he got kind of nervous and he kept looking back and here on the leeward side off of a point on the end of that that connects with this leeward came this nice eight point or nine pointer came in and the nine pointer didn't want to even put up with him and Six-pointer got real nervous, started backing away, and they were about 10 yards away. And You know, the big one brustle, brustled up his hair, and he was ready to, to lay the smack down on him. So the little one kind of moved around quick, and I'm halfway up. The straps on the top of the climber aren't even pulled down all the way, so I'm kind of, like, rattling around, trying not to fall out. He got sideways, and I gave him the iron hammer. The rest was history, so it was kind of, kind of fun to... Be mobile and move right in, and it worked.
0: You didn't have to track him too far, huh?
5: No, he went. He probably went a hundred yards, and I saw him crash in the bottom of a ditch. You know, so four got four hours later of dragging. Four hours. degree weather. We were done. Yeah. Holy it wasn't, crap! It wasn't too bad, but it was it was kind of hard.
0: Four hours. What? What?
5: What do you, you sound like that's a lot or a little?
0: Of Dragon? Yeah, you must have been in there, huh?
5: Yeah, we were like a mile and a half in. And it's all bluff country, so, you know, you yeah. can't get a four-wheeler down in anywhere near the place. So, thank God there was a little snow, but so the sled works a hell, hell of a lot better. But, yeah, it was, it was fun.
0: That's awesome. Fun. I think we lost Kurt. I think he went to either, I think Kurt went to go get another beer or to, or to empty some beer. I'm not sure.
5: He did. He had enough. I had to be, I had to <laughs> go. There he
0: is. He's back. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no. It should. It should. That's be, exactly what I thought happened.
5: Good.
0: I'm like, either want to get more beer or get rid of some the, beer.
5: Yeah, no, I didn't no, mean to ditch you. I just drank too many beers. I lightweight you. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah you've been know, at it I'm for beautiful. a while here. We're just well, <laughs> planning our normal, normal thing and going and. Getting the guys together and get the Cattail Marsh down here and do some drives of small small bedding areas and make it happen.
0: Yeah, so where are you going and what are you bringing for the gun opener in Wisconsin?
5: Well, I'm not telling you where I'm going because that would ruin my secret spot.
0: You can tell me the county. (laughs) What? You can tell me the county, right? No. (laughs) He's like,
5: nope. (laughs) I'll have everybody show up there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey i Public get that land.
1: man i get even though i'm a private i'm kind of like that way too like i'm super careful and like respectful to like the property owners i always hide no matter what i just rather no one know where i'm at all the time
5: well yeah Does you got the sense. same problem i'm sure we got people that's in the parking lot or follow us they'll tag team they'll see a vehicle so we've had to change vehicles or park things in different locations because people yeah. get onto what you're onto. you know so unfortunately but you right. got to you gotta yeah. stay one step ahead of the people just as much as you gotta stay ahead of the bucks.
0: Well that's why you gotta yeah, download the Where to the Hunt app. Like,
5: oops, no. There What's you that? go.
0: That's yeah. why that's why you gotta download the Where to Hunt app. You know?
5: I'll have to go to the secret group version though. Yeah, well there you go. <laughs> you don't want
0: you don't want people encroaching <laughs> your version. version.
5: <laughs> yeah, no no that that's our plan. We've we've done that for many years. We kick out some good stuff you know you don't necessarily have to even walk through an area if you just wind bump an area it's amazing what, what those big mature bucks will come flying out if you do it right yeah you know, and then you can come mm-hmm. back late season and even hunt that bedding area still because you know they'll go back in there at the primary area so just because they smell one thing doesn't mean that they won't come back so there's a lot of guys that think you can only hunt a spot one time but if you do it right yeah. you can usually get a couple different spots out of a situation that's primary jeff I just let's
0: podcast
1: uh, it's, oh go ahead been a few episodes ago with clint casper our buddy was a guest and he said that mm-hmm. too like if you, you jump a buck out of his bed say you're going to go in and like throw up a hang and bang stand and hunt that uh, if you jump a buck out of his bed don't always think that the game is over because that bed worked for him that bed helped yeah. him survive it's going to go back to that bed but yep. if you go in 15 times and spook that deer out of his bed, he's gonna be, you know, get, he's gonna get the hell out of there and go somewhere else because he's tired of you. But if you can, mm-hmm. if you jump a buck in his bed, you throw a stand in there within, you know, Clint's window that he said 24 to 48 hours get in there and get after him, you might have a really good chance of killing him, even though you bumped him.
5: Yeah, the old traditional Andre bump and dump scenario. <laughs> yeah, kind of the same no. tactic. Yeah, very very similar. It does work, you know. How about you? What do you guys do down in Illinois for gun season? Uh, Our
1: firearm opener is, I think, but we bow hunt it. Me and my friends, we we are not big gun hunters, nothing against it at all, but Mm -hmm. uh, we just get, uh, now in Illinois, we can um, get a valid firearm permit for that county, and we can bow hunt Mm -hmm. them now. We never used to be able to do that like two, three years ago. You couldn't, but now you can So,
4: um,
1: I'm going to be maybe filming my dad when I get the time. Um, but he's going to be bow hunting, um, in the County. He just has a valid firearm tag. He's just not going to have a gun. Yeah.
5: (laughs) Well, that's definitely works. We've done that before too. My cousin, he can't shoot. He's got a, what is he? He's right-handed, but his left eye dominant. So whenever he would try to shoot, he could never shoot a a rifle very accurately. So he (laughs) just, said "The hell with this mm. he'll just use his voter in gun season
0: and God that would be frustrating
5: if I mm-hmm. <laughs> gave it up he said it's not worth you know losing a big one over something that you can control with a different method you know
0: no no doubt yeah.
5: They do like I like gun hunting I've killed a lot of
1: deer with a gun uh, mu- I always muzzleloader hunted though um, it was one of those things it was nice to be like that kind of that feeling of well if I had a frustrating season well now I'll, I can get them. If I see them pretty much. For hundred yards in in this timber, I can probably try and get a shot. But it's, uh, I guess I'd kind of just put more pressure on myself personally to try and get it done with archery equipment than um, kind of have that that backup plan. I guess if
5: mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, what you're comfortable with and what you're happy with at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'll let you guys go, but it was good talking with you.
0: Hey, no, wait, I'm not done with you, man, unless you want to go for sure, but I wanted to unpack this whole like wind bump thing because we talked about that last week when you were here and uh, that would have worked perfectly for a situation like a week ago with my dad and I'm like, damn it, you know, like that's why you can never be done learning as a hunter because as soon as you think you got something figured out, you don't. And there's, if I just knew what I knew now, like in years past, I would have had so many more... I don't like the way to say successful hunts, but you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. how, how do you deploy that tactic in hill country? Cause that's where I'm going and I'm going to have guys, right? We're, we're, we're a party of six or eight, depending on who's all coming for sure. So.
5: Well, start it start, with it as a, you can use a wind bumping technique with any weapon. You can use it with a bow. Or yeah. Gun. Um, obviously with the gun, you got a lot more ground that you can cover. Um, I'll break it down like how we normally do it. We've also done this a lot during postseason, season And if you have three people, it kind of works ideal. And when we do this, we do not do a large section. We are doing a primary bedding area, and it is an extremely small area. Usually that involves either a river that they cannot cross unless it involves swimming or it involves like a lake or some kind of a hard transition that doesn't allow for an exit you know that can even be a road or a, you know houses or anything like that so what you want to do is take into account the wind now what we've really noticed over the years too is that, that these really big bucks when they do feel pressure in their bedding area they're going to leave one of two ways they're going to usually leave into the wind or they're going to leave with the wind going exactly behind them very rarely do we see them where they'll exit on a crosswind. Um, crosswind, they don't have any advantage, so that's going to be one of their last resorts if they're running into the wind. Perfect, because they can smell and see if they're running with, you know, with it. They got eyeballs, but they can usually smell behind them if the danger is still coming behind it or approaching or you know getting closer. Um, with three people, you'll position your shooter kind of in a area where you're taking that wind into account um, where you think he's going to exit. And the whole thing is you got to orchestrate it based on which way the wind's going to go. So it's hard to, 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 you know, give you an idea on how to do that without looking at like a terrain map or what you're dealing with, but you got to use other obstacles and you got to keep it to a very small area because if you bite off too much of a big chunk, it just becomes unmanageable, and it's just going to fail. You've got sure. too many exit routes, you know, and if you're going in and you're doing this as a micro, like, kill tactic, you're going to have far more success. Okay. Um, and when we do, like last year, I shot an eight-pointer in the public. Um, we had on the one side, it was a really big river. Nothing ever really went out onto that river side. There was an island involved and a sea of cattails. The, we knew the buck bedding was between the river and the island. The guys went up at a 90 degree uh, perpendicular angle to that river and they were going to push it towards me. They just went out and made a straight line. They never even started driving. You know, they might have took one or two steps, but just them being there blew all of that sense of about three different people through the cattails. You know, it took a little bit for it to reach down to where he was bedded. And he got up and he ran like a freight train because I positioned myself on the tip of that island knowing that if they came, they were going to come to the first dry ground. Because when he got out of the cattails and he got out of that thick and nasty water that's up to his belly, that he could hit the dry ground, cover more ground quicker. So that was the destination in that situation that he was going to go to because he didn't have anything else that he could escape to and then really haul tail out of it. Um, in hill country, like if you're going to go this weekend, what I would look for is, you know, uh, I'm not sure what your terrain is. Like if you've got a lot of, like, Hills. I call them crow's feet. You know what a crow's foot is in hill country?
0: Well, I, I think so. I would maybe call that a finger. So maybe we're not talking about the same thing. Maybe we're not.
5: Yeah, it's kind of similar. But a crow's foot's going to have basically like almost three of those fingers coming off in tight okay. situations. And usually at the end of all of those, you're going to encounter buck bedding. Um, I don't know how many guys you got, but if, if you're doing this with guns, an easy way to do is, is just pick, t- you know, take that crow's foot and basically start stacking them one, you know, bump the one finger, it'll go to the next one. And then just put those guys down, down at the last one. And they're going to always run through that bedding area because that's going to be the thickest and the, the spots where they're going to have the most visual advantage at that top third. You know, and then they'll eventually go. But that's gonna be, that's gonna be tricky in hill country. It's good advice. Have a lot more successful, when you can do it in the in the swamp because you can control that a little bit more. Well, so
0: in hill country, where we're gonna be at. We also have like sheer drop off cliffs too.
5: That's an exact uh, exact situation. That's no different than having a road or having a a river to use those because you know a buck can't uh, obviously, if the deer can't traverse it. You know, that's going to be a hard edge for you, and that's, use that as a funnel. So basically, you want to look for those funnels and take advantage of those funnels. Thanks, Jeff. You know, that's going to create, a, to create a blockade.
0: Or should I say Nathan, who wants to talk about apple pie?
5: Apple pie, man, I swear. <laughs> <it's, yeah. laughs> I want All some right, apple I'll pie now. I rambled enough. All right, well, I'll have to come <laughs> by and you check out your new buck if book. you still
0: got it thanks for calling Jeff.
5: yeah all right take care, thanks man guys. nice talking
0: with you cool well we can probably wrap up we've been at no it for an hour you, what's that bud
1: i said you got no excuse not to kill one now you just got all the tips you need for what's that was a hunting.
0: lot that was a lot of uh good information it was that's a good uh it's funny to it's not my style of hunting, but I like to
1: hear that stuff because it's always like, it's just extra information for the bank. You know, yep. I don't ever do like deer drives. I did when I was real, real young, but it just doesn't really apply to like how I hunt now, but it it, it is interesting. And it is a proven effective method of killing big deer or deer in general. Depends what you yeah. Want. I
0: haven't, I haven't done a whole lot. I've only done a few of them. I actually haven't had so much success with deer drives. Um, I'll be doing a little bit more of that this year. So, and with guns specifically so we'll see how it goes I mean stay tuned right but
1: yeah yeah I always feel like this is me personally like if anybody okay. likes to do it that's fine like I just I always feel guilty like when I was younger I always remember feeling like guilty for deer drives. like I felt like I was like
0: it's like cheating right know. it's like using a, a fish finder on, on ice fishing at least that's what my wife says well, I don't that, like I'm that I'm say cheating like it's
1: cheating but I know. yeah yeah maybe you could say that but I just felt bad I don't know not like bad, like terrible. Like, uh, I don't know. I can't, I guess I can't explain it. Something about me just felt like, yeah, there's a better way for me personally.
0: That's good, man. <laughs> I get it. That's why I like bow hunting. I don't do a lot of that for, for that. Um, but like, dude, so let me, let me just say, so <laughs> that's a that bulletproof coffee taking effect right there. That's what you just witnessed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I am really excited for the gun opener because of the deer camp i mean that that is one of the biggest things and getting that camaraderie i've said this on your show on the working class boner show that the woods come alive we go to the woods first and it's as if those stories from years past literally start to relive themselves and pointing to this area or that area and saying he ran this way and she came up here and then they can't and then i'm so stoked for that that's what I'm really excited yeah, about because I don't get that with bow hunting. I'm like a ninja for bow hunting, and I like that aspect of it. Um, gun is totally yeah. different; it's a totally different experience. Yeah,
1: I get that. I do get that for sure. Like thinking back, I've been hunting for years, man, and I do, I do like it. It's fun, but I remember like that feeling. Like it feels like it's yeah, a game day.
0: Like and you yeah, kind of like
1: it, there's an American tradition that kind of bleeds out of it when you're out there.
0: And that's why I wanted to reach uh, out to you guys for this show, because you guys are like the, I've said, you're like the digital deer camp, so it just seemed like it made a lot of sense for today.
1: Yeah. What did we title that other episode? Uh,
0: I think we did call it digital deer camper. Analog. Yeah, analog deer camp, because analog is like audio or something. I thought it was creative at the time. I'm sure, you know, maybe it is or isn't. I don't know.
1: Right. We got, on my end, we had something, something went wrong. We're having trouble playing the video on the live, but I don't know if it's if it's still good or not.
0: Oh, I still see it on my end here. So hopefully it's okay. Okay. Just my computer. then. We can wrap up. We've been at it for an hour. You've been on with me forever working through technical stuff. Thanks so much. Um, course, I don't, man. I don't have any other calls in queue right now. So unless someone dials in like the next 10 seconds or something like that, and you know, we can probably call it a night and then I'll, I'll end up, I'll button this thing up and get it published to the, to iTunes. So everyone can enjoy after the fact, if you miss the live stuff.
1: Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you having me on here. It was a lot of fun. Something different. I've never done this type of of uh, live feed deal before. So thank you for that, man.
0: Heck yeah. Thanks for being a part of it. I appreciate it.
1: And you need to send me pictures of some big deer this weekend, I think. I think we're due for that.
0: I will gladly do that if I get some big deer. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see how it goes. I'll
1: drink a good light, a good luck bush light for you. How's that? A good light, good bush luck for you.
0: Yeah. Well, I owe you some bush light, so you know I think we'll just drink. How about that?
1: We'll have to get together in person. Either you come to our studio or your studio, and we'll all podcast.
0: Hell yeah! Hell yeah! One way or the other, right? We'll figure it out sooner than later. Yeah,
1: we'll make it work. man. good. It all good. evens out.
0: All right, audio. So I'm going to end the live feed now. So have a good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in the uh, podcast will be posted tonight so you can catch it later too.
3: Thanks,
0: guys. Alright, so my tip of the week is pay attention to the wind. I think I may have mentioned this app in the past. Uh, I forget who told me about it, but it's called Windy. That's it. Just Windy. So if you go to your app store, and type in windy the app has little to do with hunting and all to do with um forecasting wind specifically so less about weather and more about wind and it shows this really cool kind of chart of the wind direction and you can forecast it by scrubbing through to the next days so when i think about the wisconsin gun deer opener on saturday it looks like it's going to be primarily a north wind so the wind's gonna be coming from the north and blowing south and based on what jeff ganke and the hunting beast uh, dan Infold have to say about wind direction Um, there's a lot of things to consider and I'm certainly not the expert there by any stretch but there's a lot of things to consider around what type of land you're hunting whether that's hill country farm country swamp marshland etc but primarily from what it sounds like deer are going to travel um, upwind or downwind and rarely crosswind now I think there may be an exception to that if you consider um a cruising buck trying to wind dough bedding area and i i think that if they're trying to send as many beds as possible something that dan infold has said on some of his articles that i've read um it can pick up more of those new fresh scents rather than smelling the same thing it's been smelling knowing where it's kind of going so just something to kind of consider is pay attention to the wind like i said there's a great app Um, so maybe not so much of a tip of the week than it is a tool of the week called Windy. I really enjoy and like that app um, for that reason all by itself. I'm sure there's plenty of other apps that help. Another app, if I'm talking about that other than the Where to Hunt app, is um, there's a weather app called Dark Sky, and I like that weather app because it'll give you the weather for your specific location rather than just a whole region, et cetera. So um, that also does give wind direction, and, you know in the forecast so um kind of forecast it throughout the day so that's a, another great way to see it too uh, rather than obviously when you're in the field using milkweed um things like that to kind of see what's actually happening in your area with thermos and things of that nature so pay attention to the wind and uh you know we talked about this with jeff a little bit as the last caller about using your scent to bump bucks out of their bedding area if you're doing a deer drive uh, i am so grateful that i discovered that <laughs> information from those guys so We'll see how that goes for us this season. Good luck out there this weekend. Have fun, be safe, and uh, on public.